the many, many gifts that he has. And when I, when I think of the gifts of God, I think of, uh, of salvation. Certainly, many of us, most of us have received the gift of salvation. Uh, many of us have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, every, every answered prayer is a gift received, isn't it? Amen? Every answered prayer is a gift received. And so I have to, I have to say that uh, over, the, over the course of every year, I, get, I receive so many things uh, other than just the, the grace for daily living, which is important. Uh, but I receive new things. Uh, I re- when, when I pray for my friends when I pray for my family, when I pray for different people, uh, and God answers that, that's a gift. You know, it's almost like that's what we come together for on Wednesday night. It's like we're there to say, okay, God, um, you said, you said to us, you, you were you're very clear, you said to us, ask and you re- shall receive. So we're here. We're asking, okay? Now, and I, I recognize, and I, I encounter this all the time from uh, or occasionally these days from people, I'm a, oh, and people are afraid to ask, or they feel like they're asking too much, like God does, you know, God's limited. God's going to look at you and say, oh, it's you again? What do you need this time? That's a human thing. That's a, and and I, I get like that with some, some of the, some of the kind of like the folks who kind of travel around and beat on this door over here. I get like that, but God never gets like that. Amen. And so uh, many times we'll, we'll look and approach him and say, you know, I don't really want to ask for that. I don't deserve it. Well, that's why gifts are not something you deserve. If you deserved it, it, was, it would be payment. But they're gifts. And so on Wednesday night, we come together, in a sense, to look for, for gifts from God. Answers to prayer. Amen? And we, we pray. I mean, there's a couple of children that we pray for on Wednesday nights. Like they've got brittle bone disease. And we pray for them and say, God, change their DNA. Can he do that? Yeah, he can do that. God calls them to grow out of it. I don't care. However you do it, Lord. I mean, I don't, know the, I don't understand the physics of this. But I don't need to. I know that you're the one who heals. You're the one who delivers. You're the one who gives gifts. You're the one who gives people jobs. You're the one who provides for people even when they don't have a job. And so, so I pray. I'm looking for gifts on Wednesday night. And perhaps every time I, 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 I kneel before him, every time I address him, I'm looking for gifts. Now, in the last, uh, in the last few weeks, I've, I've been preaching, I've been teaching on the, uh, on, the, on the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the, 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 first, the first message was kind of a big picture Thing where Jesus, uh, where where if if you if you understand how things were laying out, Jesus Jesus's uh, purpose was not just to come and die. There was something else. He was it was, a, it was a, a mega. It was a bigger picture. It was he was not only that was part of it. He would come and die, resurrect. He would he would pay for our sins on the cross, and then uh, he would uh, ascend into heaven, and then he would send the Holy Spirit, and then Matthew 28, 9, 19 would take off, go into all the world and teach and preach the gospel. In other words, this was like, you know, ready, set, go. This was, uh, you're on your, on your mark, get ready, set, go. Jesus was, was telling his disciples, and this was, this was forementioned in many of the Old Testament passages in different places and times as prophecy seemed to run. Have you ever kind of run across a passage of Scripture? Like, and I was doing this, 
I was reading the Psalms the other day, and, and it's almost seemingly unrelated to the rest of the Psalm. All of a sudden, it just bursts into this messianic, uh, 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 messianic prophecy. I, I mean, I did catch it. I, I caught it. And, and oftentimes, the things that God wants to do are laid out that way throughout the, throughout the Scriptures. So we find that God is saying, there's coming a time when all these things are going to change. The nature of the relationship between uh, you and God is going to change. And I, I mentioned this passage, I hope I, hope I don't, I don't over-mention it, that he would do an internal thing. He said, I'm going to take your, your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. I'm going to write my law on it. In other words, you're going to, it's going to be on the inside. It's not going to be a, a, a kind of a legal code, uh, step one through ten. If I just kind of keep them all, I'm, I'll stay. You know, I'll be all right. God says, I will be in you. And, and as Jesus went, uh, did his three years, ministry, three years of ministry, we see that kind of unfolding. And toward the end of his ministry, you know, he's telling them, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die. And they're, they're, they're saying, no, 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 no. And Jesus was saying, yes, 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 yes. And, and when he went and he died, they didn't understand it. But up until that time, he said, okay, this is part of the plan. And when I go to the Father, I will send the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit. He's with you. He shall be in you. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power to be my witnesses. See, You see, there was a plan. And we were part of the plan. And so as, as that, that first message was about kind of laying out the whole purpose of God, the second one was about the gift and the purpose of tongues. Now, the reason I talked about tongues is because it's so important. We say it's important. Uh, Pastor Paul says it's the least of importance, but it's the gateway into all the other gifts. That baptism in the Holy Spirit, the evidence that comes with the baptism, the scriptural evidence that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that people receive these tongues. Now you say, well, this is, I don't understand this. Listen to the podcast. Heidi put it up there. Okay? You'll, you'll understand that it's not jibber-jabber, that there's a purpose, there's a point. God is inside of you, and he's directing your prayers uh, perfectly in accordance with his will. There's intercession that takes place. Then there's this, this gift of, of, of tongues and interpretation that I'll talk about in a little bit, a little bit later. Tongues is an important gift. I know it's kind of strange. It, it really is strange. I remember... Yeah, I'll not say it's not strange, but I want you to know that we are engaged in supernatural activity, okay? And we're not talking about uh, uh, Tom Cruise stuff, okay? Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking about the, the living God, the living God who gives these gifts to you. Who am I to say I don't want them? They're, you're too weird for me, God. He has a point and a purpose, and it's not just so we can go to work on Monday, get off on Friday, and watch all of our TV shows, and what they have, that, the, the electronic device that, that, that kind of catches them? Yeah, a DVR, so it just grabs us, so we can kind of line up our night and eat our meals. God's got a purpose and a plan that's way beyond just existence. There is a kingdom. There is a fight. There is a, there, there's, and you experience this in your own life. And it's not only there, but it's, but it's out there too. Okay? So we're a part of that. Tongues is a part of that. Um, and then equipping, it says, the, 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 the last message was equipped to overcome. 
uh, fear in fulfilling God's will. And the, the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. I displayed that to you. The scripture displays that to you in what happened to Peter the four, before and after the gift of the Holy Spirit came upon him. The, the, the change in the nature. Now, one thing I would say to you. Now, no gift, no spiritual gift can be experienced outside of a, the step of faith. We want to, here's, here's us. We want to feel powerful and courageous. And then we'll do it. That's, that's us, right? I want to feel full of faith, and then I'll do it. Then I'll step in. But every place I find in Scripture, it says that they stepped into the water, then it rolled back. They packed their suitcases, then the tickets came. You know, you get the picture? They went out first and blew the trumpets, and they, they went out there knowing that they were outnumbered, but God had said, Go! They had to take that step in faith. And then they saw the promises of the faith fulfilled. And, you know, this is what giving is about. It's like, you know, when we give God, you know, it's, this is not completely absent from our natural living. Uh, I mean, each and every one of us grows something, right? You know, you plant tomato, I mean, you go down, I mean, it's, it's a little early. Some of you are, you know, you're making your little pots and you're planting stuff right now, getting ready to, you know, write for your gardens. Uh, most of us are having, beginning to think about that. But you plant your seeds and, you know, in your garden and what happens? You know? You have to plant them first before you see, you see them grow. I mean, I, I recognize what we'd like to do is eat it right now. Eat the produce right now, but you plant the seed and you wait and you wait for God to do these things. And that's how all the gifts of the Spirit work. Now, tonight, today, and let me, let me just display this, and I'll get, I'll get to the Scripture in a minute. You know, I, I, this, there's so many practical aspects of this. Okay? As we were singing, as we were singing, as we were worshiping, I sensed a quickening in my spirit. Okay? I can't tell you how that feels, except maybe a little bit of a, I, I sense something else is going on. All right. Now I know Joe uh, is 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 willing. Hey, he'll he'll speak in tongues right now, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I okay. So we and and again, we want to do these things decently and in order, and you can do that. Okay. So all right, Joe, go. And then I then I set him up. I said, Joe, I didn't say Joe, don't 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 give an interpretation. He could have given that interpretation, but I was wanted. To, I wanted. You to have the opportunity. You know, that, that's the way it works. The Holy Spirit's here. The Holy Spirit's here. If you've got you, if you're if you're kind of connected in and God's using you in that way, uh, you're going to you're you you have the ability to step out in faith and do that. Usually he will give you a line. He won't give you the whole thing. But no one responded. And I knew that I had it, so I gave it to you, but I gave you the opportunity. You need, you need to step out and forget about making mistakes. You will make mistakes. That doesn't make you a false prophet. Okay? Does that make sense? All right. Okay. All right. Equipped. equipped I, I got a little bit over there. Okay. I want to talk to you about concerning all the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we find in Scripture. Okay? When I say that we find in Scripture, I'm not saying that I, as I look at the gifts... I can't find a place where it looks like God was, that, that God, through one of the apostles, was trying to be exhaustive in the list. So, 
God can do whatever he wants, but these are the things that we see in Scripture. Now, uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, we'll go through these, and then I'll just, I'll try not to be, to be long-winded this morning. It says, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts. Again, uh, if, you're, if you're reading the first, first book of Corinthians, you understand that Cor- Corinth had all kinds of issues. And he's dealing with those, and you'll see evidence of, of the problems that he was trying to deal with there. They were, they were used to a pagan, multi-god uh, culture. So you'll see uh, when, some of the things that he says in, in, in dealing with the Corinthians, he's dealing with these kinds of issues that are present in them. He says, now concerning spiritual g- gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be aware. Okay, no secrets here. God wants to reveal himself. He doesn't want to hide himself from you. He says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. Okay? God wants to unlock these things for you, even if they are locked. He says, I don't want you to be aware, unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by, to the mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Kind of a, that must have been some kind of strange thing that was happening in that church at that time. Uh, now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are, right, there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Now, catch this. Now, now what, he's, what he's doing there is he's dealing with their, their tendency to poly, polytheism which was the belief in many gods. He was dealing with that. He says, there are many gifts, but there's only one spirit. Okay? Most of us don't have that issue. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God is one, right? We got that. But that was not their, that, 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 their issue is not our issue. He was saying, there are, many, there are many gifts, one spirit. There are many ministries, one Lord. And so he's kind of dealing with that thing, which yeah, it, we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't wrestle with that. Uh, uh, mostly, but some cultures, I, I imagine that if you go to, go to India or where there's, where there's Hindu and there's a million gods, you're going you're gonna to deal with this here. God is one, okay? All right. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now catch this. Again, there was some problems in the church, and they were just blabbering away in tongues, as, as best as I could read it. They were blabbering away in tongues. They were just stepping all over each other. You know, was, uh, a person in drama would say, you stepped on my line, right? Okay? And, and, and they were stepping all over each other. He said, all these manifestations of the Spirit are given to you for the common good. Okay? Now, if you want to know what the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, it's for the good of the church. Now today, you had an interpretation and a prophetic utterance. And there's, sometimes those things kind of overlap. Now, uh, you know, and I don't want to get into the testing thing, but, but think about those things. Were they biblical? Basically, I mean, that, you know, okay. Did it touch? It may not have touched you, but it, did it touch the other person? Was it something that they needed? Okay. Was it something that they responded to in here? We walk in this world, and it's a fight. It's a fight. You have difficulties through the week, right? 
You have doubts and struggles and, 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 and there are people in your life and there are decisions that, uh, there are people in your life that, that will bring you down. There are decisions that you've made in your life that bring you closer to the enemy than it does to God. And so you, you come in on Sunday morning and there's, you know, there are holes. And we're like Swiss cheese. I got, you know, I'm the, all kinds of things blowing through me. Okay? So we need God. We need reassurance. He is here to reassure you by the Holy Spirit that He is alive. That what He has called you to is a, is a kingdom of light instead of a kingdom of darkness. And, and, and let you know. I mean, you, you get the picture that these were good things, right? They're biblical. They edified you, right? Okay? For the common good. All right. There are varieties of ministry from the same Lord. But each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to each, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another, now we've got, do we, can, let's, let's put this, do we have slide, is it slide two? Throw those up there. Okay. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts by the, of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the effecting of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the distinguishing of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To, a, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, catch this. This is what you... Uh, this is... You know, there's two things that I would say here. One is that... His purpose was not to give an exhaustive uh, 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 treaty on what the gifts, all what, what the gifts were. It wasn't supposed, to, you know, that was not his point. His point, he was dealing with polytheism. He was he was dealing with this whole idea that, uh, well, I got prophecy. I must. This is another god, or you know, as strange that, as that sounds to us, that was that was current in their thinking. So. But even though that doesn't connect with us that well today, we get to glean through this list some of the things that God does in the church and through you and, and through you. So you have a list in this passage of Scripture, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith, healing, healings, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues. Now, that's one list. Now, we go to, I believe, Romans 12. It says, and, and, and verse 6 starts, starts this way, it says, uh, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to each of us. Right? You, can you think of that? Now, I want you, the gifts differ according to the grace given to each of us. You know, what would it be like if, if we were all leaders? Okay. How about if we were all followers? How about if we were all, you know? I mean, you imagine a world where everybody was a was a was a uh, a paint and body man. How about a world where everybody, you know, you you get the picture? Okay, there has to be diversity. There has to be some kind of balance because we help each other. That's always been the way. That's, I've got, let, me, let, me, let me share this. I, I saw, a, 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 I don't know if it was a YouTube or it was a video, where it was a, about a man who was in business. He would go in and he would buy failing businesses. 
And he would take as the, 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 these, these fivefold ministry, you know, the, the, uh, the apostle, the prophet, the, you know, and, and, and the pastor and the, and the teacher and, the, and, you know, and these, these, these things. And he would, when he went to, to, to reestablish this business, he would go and hire an apostle. And then he'd hire a teacher. He would hire, in other words, people who were gifted in these areas. Now, they weren't even spiritual, but he, but he, he understood the, the, the difference between an apostle is someone who, go, who just kind of like sees the vision, right? And God sins. You know, and, and he resurrected, he resurrects businesses using a fivefold ministry uh, a, a pattern. Interesting. Interesting. But here we are in, in Romans 12. He says, it is, is, he says, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of faith, is service and is serving, and he who teaches in his teaching, um, he who, who, who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, so in Romans 12, we have another, you might some insight, and some, there is some overlap here, and there will be overlaps because there, the intention was not just kind of pull this together and make this, a, make this an outline for everybody to follow forever, right? So we have in Romans 12, we, we, we get an additional picture uh, prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Serving is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Teaching. Encouraging. Contributing. Leadership and mercy. Okay? Interesting. Interesting lists. Ephesians 4 gives us another list. Verses 10 and 11. He said... He who, who descended is, is himself, also he who ascended far above the heavens so that he might fulfill all things. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Okay? So you have that fivefold list. Now, now some would like to bring these two together, uh, pastor and teacher. Uh, you know, it's, it's the scientific mind in us that wants us to have everything so neat. But the truth is, the scriptures don't put them that way. Because uh, Paul, uh, in, later on in, in one, of the other, uh, one of the other chapters, said, Look, he made me an apostle, but he also made me a leader and a teacher. See? So it's not, it's not that clean cut. You understand that? So, so when a person is a pastor, I mean... I won't get into that yet, yet, okay? So we have these lists, all right? Now, let me, let me share with you something I, I picked up online. A guy named, um, I believe his name's Ron Ritchie. I don't agree with everything he said, but he says, the gifts of the Spirit can be divided into groups. Speaking gifts and serving gifts. That makes sense, doesn't it? Um, and, uh, and, and, and I understand that. But they're gifts of the Holy Spirit and we need them. Now, one of the problems in the, in the Corinthian church is that they felt that some gifts, some, some felt that some gifts were uh, gifts that, you know, flesh gets in here, doesn't it? I want to do this. I want to be a part of that. You know? There are some gifts that operate in, in, in front of you all, in, 
in face, in picture. You know, in other words, everybody sees it. There are some gifts that operate that, that, that they're not publicly acknowledged. And the flesh in us wants the publicly acknowledged gifts sometimes. Not, not, not everybody. Some, some of us said, no, don't, don't put me up there, please, pastor. I mean, I was like, no, no, no. But the truth is there are some gifts you know, say, say the gift of giving. Some of the people that I know that have acknowledged they have the gift of giving, um, they operate behind the scenes. God has not only given them the gift of, of acquiring, but, the liber- with, but, but with liberality that they give. Okay? Okay? They don't have, a, for some reason, for some, by the Holy Spirit, they don't have that tension that comes. That, that, that comes with when, when the pastor says, okay, now I want you to reach back there. And ooh, 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 they don't have that. You know? Yeah, they have that gift. All right. And let's just go down through the list. Um, the apostle, the one who was sent forth, okay? We understand that there were 12, right? Eh? There were 12 original apostles. Judas kind of gave his place up, Right? I think it was Matthias that replaced him, and then later Paul. And, and many people on this side of, the, of, 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 of history say, well, the whole thing with Matthias. Was it Matthias? Anybody? Matthias, because uh, I'm not looking at it right now. They, they said, the whole thing with Matthias, oh, they were just in the flesh. Hey, look, Matthias went on to lead churches. Okay, if you if you read through that, you'll find that Matthias went on into like most of the apostles. They went on into to to countries that that were not uh, had, had not heard the gospel, and most of them died there. Matthias was among them. He took it. You know, we might we might say, well, Paul really was the apostle. Matthias was just a you know something that they were trying to do. But no, I don't think so. God used him, sent him. And Paul, uh, Paul we know, okay? Someone who was sent forth. Now, you know, I think the 12 original apostles were unique. Can I say that? I believe in, in present-day apostles, but I think that the 12 were unique. They actually walked with Jesus. They met Jesus. Now, you can meet Jesus today, okay? But that was one of the criteria, wasn't it? When the, when the disciples came together and, 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 and uh, was a Judas had, had, had broken ranks and now was dead, so they came together and said, all right, well, how are we, we going to pick somebody? Well, they had to be with us from the beginning with Jesus, Matthias. Okay. Now, God went ahead and did his own thing later on with Paul. But we acknowledge and, we, we acknowledge and accept that. But... We see, you know, we see that, that the, the 12 original apostles, those apostles in the first century, they were unique. Now, I believe in apostleship today. But it's really hard because we're, we're living in a world, we're living in a world where people like titles. Right? I remember we were at a men's convention. And George, you know, George uh, Crooks, Loves his pastor. And he went over and, he, and, 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 and they, were, they had this booth where they were selling baseball caps. Yeah. Prophet, pastor. 
apostle. Oh, man. And he said, I'm going to buy you a hat, pastor. I'm thinking, like this, okay? He got me on a pastor's hat. I'm comfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable with any other designation, okay? Because there's so many people who will write it on their mailbox, you know? I, I, I just don't know, okay? I think, I think the apostolic ministry is better, is, is, is better if, you rec- if somebody else recognizes the gifts that are existing in you, okay? The, what God is doing. There's really, in, in many respects, there are, there are apostolic uh, ramific- or, or, or features to any ministry or any, when God sends somebody, that's what he's talking about. Sent. That's what an apostle is. Someone who is sent. Okay? Now we see some other things there, and, and, and I don't get too, too, too concerned about the titles, but we need to know that God still has apostles today. They're not always the one who, ones who go by apostle. You will know them by their fruit. Okay? You'll know them by their fruit. Okay? Um, in, in fact, in, 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 in talking about some of this overlap in 2 Timothy 1.11, Paul says, I was, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he says, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. See? So you see that overlap that, that comes. Prophecy, okay? This is, this is God uh, working in someone so that they can speak forth uh, the mind and the counsel of God. Okay? Now, we see this in the Old Testament. Uh, the, the Old Testament, they, the prophets would, 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 thus saith God. You know? And, and they, they, would lead, they would lead Israel. Oftentimes the prophets, and, and it's interesting, oftentimes the prophets of the Old Testament were Levitical priests. Did you know that? God does things in order. Okay? They, oftentimes they were Levitical priests. They were part of that, that whole structure that he sat up, set up. Okay? Okay? And so they, they led Israel. They talked about not only the, the current conditions and what God... Again, we're talking about the mind of God. What's God thinking here? About who we are and what we're, what, uh, where we're going. And the life that we're living... And also about the future. This is what's going to happen. See? Okay? All right? Now, can, uh, now, with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's an interesting thing. We find it in the book of Acts, and we find it in the book of Joel. He says, and I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions, etc., etc., etc. Now, some in the scientific form, I remember in our thing, okay, that means the old men, that's what they do. And the young men, that's what they do. You know, you get, no, no, no. What he's really saying, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. There will be no lines. There will be no gender lines. There will be no uh, 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 age lines. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And these things are going to happen, whether they're male, female, old, or young. That's what he's saying. All right, prophecy, uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, without going into great detail, the mind of God, okay? The mind of God. Speaking the mind of God. Uh, revealed, not by suspicion, but by the Holy Spirit. 
Okay? Yeah? Okay? And sometimes the prophetic utterances will come on the fly as they did today. Other times they will come through study. As I'm studying, and you and you'll get this. Does not God reveal his mind? Seriously? When when you're studying, when you're seeking his face? There are prophetic elements in that. Yeah? And but but just because God's revealing something to you, He does that to all believers. Don't go out and get a hat that says prophet on it, okay? <laughs> just 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 re you know, recuse yourself a little bit. Just, just back off a little bit and says, you know, and, 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 and do what God wants you to do and let other people hang labels on you if they want to do that. You understand that? You understand? Let your church recognize the things that are happening in you. And you just do what God says. Just seek His face and say, God, I'm open to all of these things. Evangelist is someone who has a spiritual ability uh, to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. They're just bent in that direction. That's, that's how you'll see them. That's what they want to do. That's who they are. Yeah? I know some of them here. I'm not going to mention your names. I don't want to embarrass you or give you a big head or anything, but, but God's God given you those gifts. You know? That's what turns you on empowers you. You get energy when you, I mean, it's what you, you're thinking, where do I go next? Who am I going to tell Jesus? Uh, tell, tell, talk, to, talk to them about Jesus. Who am I going to do that for? Okay? All right. Boy, I've got so many. Pastor, teacher. Now, um, and this, is, this, is, this, this comes together. Usually it's someone who's been given the, given the spiritual ability uh, to shepherd the flock of God. As guarding, I mean, what's a shepherd do? He guards, guides, encourages, warns, he feeds them the word of God, equips them uh, to find their gifts, etc., 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 always kind of hanging out like the sheepdog with teeth. You know? Yeah. That's the pastor's shepherd. Okay? God says he gives those. He gives those. That's not everybody who preaches is a pastor. We had a, let, me, let me share with you. And boy, I'm running out, I've run out of time. Um, let me share with you a, a story. We, you know, uh, there are four of us who, there's four pastors in, in the western section that over, kind of oversees um, about 30-some churches. And sometimes a church will, will be in trouble and we will, the district will appoint a pastor and we'll kind of oversee that. And we had one guy in a church and he seemed to be all right. He had license, he had ministry capabilities, he could preach. He could do all these things. And, uh, and the church had a bunch of money. So in other words, they were, they, they were okay for a while. I mean, even though the, the, the people couldn't support essentially at the level that the money was going out because there had been a, a problem in the church and there had been fewer people there. So we had this guy in here, and we were teaching him, young guy. We were teaching him. Pastors who were kind of, I guess, it's working for, for us pastors. We're, we're doing this and, 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 and being somewhat successful. So we're teaching. Okay, you need to do this and this, integrate this and this and this, okay? And after a couple of years, he wasn't taking any of this on board. He would for a while, but the, the, the bigger problem was the money kept going down further and further down. And we looked at him and said, all right, son, what are you going to do? 
you know, a pa- you know what a pastor does? A pastor will cut his own salary to make it work. The pastor will make sure that the sheep get fed, if he, even if he's not fed. That's a pastor. You don't teach that. That's your heart. See? And I looked at my, my buddies. I said, this guy's not a pastor. We've got to get him out of here. And we, gotta, we got him out of here. We gotta, we've got a pastor in there now. Okay? A pastor takes care of the sheep. He doesn't fleece the sheep. He may shear a few. That's the difference in fleecing. The hair of the fuzz goes back when you shear them. But if you fleece them, it's gone. It's over, right? It's true. Okay. Serving. Well, I've got so much more. Let me just kind of go through this. Serving. You know, there's some people who just serve. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're just there all the time. And, and they don't have to be noticed. In fact, if you, if you, if you recognize them, if you, if you, they'll just stand there kind of like humbled. And, say, boy, and when it's over, they'll say, boy, that was uncomfortable. Let me go back to the kitchen. Or let me go back to the, to the yard. Or, or let me go back to this thing over here. It's a gift. It's, it's what motivates them. It strengthens them. God does it in them. See, God, we need people who are servants, who serve. Um, uh, teaching, we talked about, you know, they're just, I've got too much and I don't have enough time. I'm going to have to come back to this next week. Can I do that? Come back this. Now, here's what I want to do. Why don't we come and sing? Why don't we come and sing? One of the, one of the things is, now, now Ricky... Let me, let me say this. Now, everyone, some of us have filled out spiritual surveys before, right? Give surveys. Anybody done that before? They're, you know, they're more like personality profiles, things. That doesn't negate, that does not negate that there, that there are spiritual gifts being revealed there. Now, uh, here's why I say that. Now, it's different than when you say, God, I want you to use me in prophecy, and he uses you in prophecy. But, these other types of, some of these other types of gift are in your DNA. God put them there when he made you. Okay? Does that make sense? But you say, well, those are natural. Wait a second. There's nothing natural about you. You were created in the image of God. He knew you before you were formed in the womb. It's the wrong kind of thinking to say somehow... My spiritual life only began when I got saved. God created you. And He knew you from the very foundation. Now, you weren't ready. You know, you can have gifts and you can have these things. You might say, everywhere I go, I'm a leader. You know, God's put that in you. But I want you to know that needs to be that gift needs to be brought under the blood and under the submission of God. Does that make sense? Because just because you're a, you're a great businessman doesn't, I mean, you've got gifts. And, but unless that is, in a sense, sanctified, brought under the dominion of God's Word and submitted to, to, to God's purpose and God's will, you'll destroy a church by, by, by simply applying uh, 
the world's views of leadership. Does that make sense? Every gift that falls in this category, and I'd say every gift, you know. God puts gifts in us, and, but we're still not ready to use them. Yeah? We grow in our knowledge. We grow in our wisdom. People were speaking in tongues, and they're stepping all over each other. That was a spiritual gift, right? They're doing more harm than, than good with it. The same is true of all the spiritual gifts. The key with the spiritual gifts is allowing God to lead and guide direct you in that. You know? And it's, it's a process. I remember I remember a friend of mine said, God gave me God gave me prophecy. And Church came, and I feel the Holy Spirit moving. I'd give it, you know. Give it, give it, give it, give it. And after a while, one of the older saints came, put their arm around me and says, Brother Joe. His name was Joe, too. He said, Brother Joe, why don't you give us a chance? Well, he didn't get it. I mean, he, he just figured, well, the Holy Spirit's moving. I give it. Moving all over. Now, I'm not talking to, to Joe here. I'm talking to Joe Stenson. He's dead now. Yeah? Gone with Jesus. How about that? Let me put it that way. He was my pastor. And that's what he said. And, and that, that, was, that, that was a teaching moment for him. Oh, you mean when the Holy Spirit moves, everybody who God uses that way can possibly be an interpreter? Yeah! When the Holy Spirit... Now, sometimes He will put His hand on you. Uh, when, I, when I'm praying, when, when the Holy Spirit... When I know that there's a message or, a, or an interpretation or something, I just wait, oftentimes because I want somebody else to take a chance to step out in faith. Okay? Even if they mess up. Okay? Okay? What's the Scripture say? Seek the gifts. On one hand, you have these gifts that seem to be resident in you. Then there are other gifts that, that, that you ask for. Okay? Stand with me. Stand with me. We're going to worship. I'm going to come back to this next week. Probably. I, I will do my best to come back to this next week and finish it out. But what I would ask you, and it's a few minutes after the hour, but what I would ask you to do is I want you to, to begin to ask God to use you in spiritual gifts. Now, Paul said it this way. He says, seek the, seek the best gifts. And when he, when he, what he was talking about, and in the context of that passage, was the, the gifts to edify other people. Okay? Tongues edify you, unless it's a, uh, unless, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I need to, Paul, Paul said, I speak in tongues more than y'all. We need to be edified. As a pastor, I want you to speak in tongues. I want you to pray in the Holy Spirit. I want you, just, I want you saturated in those things. Because I want God to move in your life. It's available to everyone. Available to everyone. And around these altars, as we spend the next few moments, uh, or wherever you are, I want you to, 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 to bow your head to, to the Lord and say, God, I want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Use me in prophecy. 
Use, uh, you know I'm a good teacher. Use me in that. I mean, you know, put this teaching capacity I have on, on, on Holy Spirit Turbo. You know? Use me to build up your body, to build up your church, to edify the body of Christ. Amen? That's what this is about. That's what these gifts are about. It's not about looking back and saying, wow, wow, there's spiritual gifts in them. That'll happen. But that's, that's flesh. This is about helping and causing the church to grow and, to, and benefit and be healthy. Amen? And there's not one soul in here that's exempted from this unless you opt out. And you do so, you do so in the face of God. Amen?